Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. G'day and welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Today, it is time to get amongst the Survivor Weekly Wrap. That's right, Survivor Season 43. Fair few bloody seasons up to this point, right? And today, it's all about sinking our teeth into Episode 3 of Season 43. Now, we're coming off last weekend's episode, or last week rather, where we saw Justine voted out of the Vessi tribe at Tribal Council. Still plenty of moves being made, and now with Justine gone, we see Vessi down to five. Of course, Bucca are down to five as well, after sending home Mariah at the first Tribal Council. And now, as we head into episode three, somebody else has got to go. This is the Survivor 43 weekly wrap. Let's get amongst it. Alright, well, let's get straight into it. Now, last Tribal, of course, Justine voted out. We saw Cody gain an immunity idol, which is sure to shake up the game. Like, we saw he had no hesitancy in picking up the beware advantage. So I feel like Cody, in that same token, is going to have absolutely no hesitation when it comes to making a big play using his immunity idol. Now, for this third episode, uh, look, I'll get into the elimination first. That's what I like to do. And then I'll go through the episode all the way through to the Tribal Council. So in episode three, we see that Neka gets voted out, which very interesting. Vessi going to back-to-back Tribal Councils. Not a great omen for how their overall season may play out. Although we did see this in season 41. And Shan and Ricard, who were the only two really standing from their tribe that were decimated early, they ended up going quite deep into the game. So for maybe one or two Vessi players, this could end up working out. But when you go to back-to-back tribal councils, it, it definitely puts your game in jeopardy very early. So with Vessi going to back-to-back tribals, we see that Neka she gets voted out. And interestingly, in the last episode, there was talk, mainly from Justine and Noel, about voting out Necker. Now, she did not perform very well uh, in the episode two tribal, not tribal, sorry, immunity challenge. Uh, but we saw, as I've said before, it's a very social game these days, uh, going through from season 41 onwards. Social seems to be the biggest element in terms of winning this game. So Neka, she had the connections, uh, specifically Cody as well, who was really keen to vouch for her. That saw Justine get voted out, and they kept Neka around, believing, look, that they could work with that. But it really kind of blew back in their face, unfortunately for them, and unfortunately for Neka, who seems like she could be, like, the friendliest, most wholesome, lovely person in the entire game. So she seems like a great person. 
but her challenges did let herself down, uh, as well as her performance letting the tribe down. And you have to wonder, after they failed again in the immunity challenge and had to go straight back to tribal council and get rid of Necker, could Vessi have avoided being down to four if they'd voted Necker out last tribal? There's a lot of what-ifs, hypothetical scenarios, um, but it definitely rings true. They may have stood a much better chance. Necker did not do great in this episode's challenge either. Uh, but look, we come out of that, we now see that Vessi are down to four, which really hurts their tribe. Going to be interested to see if they go to a third tribal council in a row. And we saw that Noel ends up with a stealer vote advantage. So she now has that in play. I don't believe she needed to use that uh, during tribal council. So now in the Vessi tribe, it could be interesting, like it could work in their favor. Cody has an idol, uh, Neil, Neil, bloody hell, that's not her name, Noel has a steal a vote advantage in play, so if they can actually come together, start winning challenges, and get through to a merge or a tribe swap, this could be invaluable to them. They have got a couple of advantages now, but if, if they can't win challenges, they're going to continue to get picked off one by one, and that's going to hurt all of their games. So we see Neka, the third person voted out of Survivor 43. Now, let's get amongst the episode. Now, we start episode uh, three, I was going to say six. It's uh, day six. So we begin day six over at the Barker tribe. And look, most of the chat is surrounding Gabler's idol. We know in the last episode uh, that Janine went through Gabler's bag and they had a look because they wanted to know, does Gabler's uh, immunity idol keep him safe for his first two tribals or for the first two tribals of the game? Now, what Janine and Ali and the likes worked out was that Gabler's idol is good for the next tribal council as well. So if the five of them are to go to tribal, then Gabler's safe, which only leaves four options, definitely increases the levels of paranoia because all of a sudden it's 25% chance that you're going to be the one going home. Now, Ellie, she's planning to deceive Gabler. She's kind of going to go like, oh, you know, let's make fake idols and things like that and try, they don't really know uh, how much he knows about the idol. And um, their plan is to try and convince him, like, your idol is no good, you don't need it. And I assume with that plan that they would look to vote him out. So that's Ali's plan. She wants to deceive Gabler. But, big mistake, she's shared this information with the 19-year-old Sammy. And Sammy, big play from the young man early, he goes and tells Gabler exactly what the girls are planning, that they want to deceive him. And for Gabler, look, he's really upset with Ellie because he trusted her a lot. He was trying to build that relationship uh, at the start of the game by conversing with her about music, things like that. Uh, but Sammy, he's a sneaky player and I like it. I like it a lot. I like that he's gone and told Gabler. Now for Sammy, that has also given him an ally in Gabler because Gabler's going to look at Ellie and think, Okay, well, I can't trust you. 
and I can't trust Janine because she's gone through my bag. Who can I trust? Well, why not Sammy, who's actually come and shared this information with me, presumably wants to work with me. I I would assume that Gabler and Sammy can now build off of that and really work on having a quality allegiance together. So now Gabler really brassed off, and fairly so. Because, look, Ali, he did trust her. She's gone through the bag. And not just that, but now she's trying to deceive him. So Gabler must know. Okay, she's trying to deceive me. All all roads, sorry, lead to them voting him out, if that's the kind of play that they're trying to use. So Sammy, he's told Gabler, Gabler is not happy. And he says to Sammy, we have got to get Ali out. So now the tables have turned. And instead of Ali gunning for Gabler, it is the other way around. And you would have to suggest that Sammy will be on board trying to get rid of Ali. Otherwise, why would he share this information? Now, Sammy, he also informs Owen about the plan. And the guys, they are going to team up. They've got the girls outnumbered. It is three males to two females. And it seems like now, moves are going to be made. Now, we know that Baka don't go to tribal council in this episode. But going forward... That is a real dangerous position for both Ellie and Janine to be in. And I can't say they don't deserve it. When you're lying and deceiving, yes, that is what Survivor's all about. But when it blows back up in your face, you only really have yourself to blame. They were outnumbered. And look, there's been a lot of talk like, girls alliance here, guys alliance here because of the numbers. It's an easy route to go. I'm not a huge fan of the gender alliances, but you've got to take what you can get. Any kind of relationship that you can build and get yourself on the right side of the numbers, it makes total sense to go down that avenue. So we've got the three guys and then Janine and Ali who now find themselves outnumbered. And look, as far as Ali trying to fool Gabler, she suggests like, why don't we have a fake idol making day? Like we all make fake idols. And she thinks that her and Janine have totally outsmarted Gabler. Ellie and Janine feeling pretty crafty, pretty sneaky at the moment. But little do they know, they aren't as crafty and are not as sneaky as Sammy, the 19-year-old who really does seem to be just a step ahead of everyone else in the tribe. Now, for that gameplay, now the power shift has totally changed. And look, it was a totally different dynamic before. There was a different majority. But with Ellie making that really sneaky play, and then Sammy taking the ball and running with it, now we have seen a shift in the power dynamic. And with the three guys outnumbering the girls, it seems as though now Sammy and Gabler hold a lot of the power. But there's the man in the middle, Owen who I believe still has a really strong relationship with both of the girls. And that kind of makes Owen the middleman, the swing vote, and maybe this lovable curmudgeon has more power than we think. Then we go over to the Coco tribe. They're still yet to go to tribal council. And I take, take it back to season 41 again, where I was talking about, uh, what were they, tri- I can't quite remember. Uh, the tribe name. It was Ula, maybe? I can't remember, but they had JD, 
Ricard Shan, how I just mentioned that for them, they got whittled off very early and only a couple of them went deep into the game. Well, then there was the tribe that had Erica, Danny, I think Deshaun was on the tribe, Heather, and they didn't have any eliminations, no vote outs through the first few stages. And the majority of them went right to the end of the game, including Erica, who ended up winning the season. So I kind of liken that run in season 41 to what Coco are experiencing right now. They haven't been to a tribal council. They are in a very strong position and nobody's had to stab each other in the back yet because they haven't had to go to tribal and it's good for them. They haven't had too much division and I think that allows them to work really well in the challenges as a tribe. Now for Coco, they are celebrating James's birthday and James quite clearly at the moment is affiliated with the three girls, Cassidy, Carla and Lindsay. And that leaves Ryan and Geo, who are working together in the minority. But I think if there is a relationship that seems to be the strongest to potentially be aligned throughout the entire game, it's Ryan and Geo. They've come, become very close uh, early on in the season. They seem very willing to work together. And as far as the Coco tribe goes, that seems to be where the numbers lay. You've got the three girls and James in the majority, and then in the minority, you've got Ryan and Geo working together. Now, speaking of the Coco tribe, whilst nobody's really paying attention, everyone's off doing their own thing, Carla goes for a bit of an old little-fashioned walk and finds herself a beware advantage. So no one's seen it, and Carla now has the opportunity to take the beware advantage. Interesting because we remember last episode, Cody, no hesitation, picked it up, almost lost his vote and totally screwed up the tribal council that was about to happen. But look, Cody pulled things together at the last moment. Carla, more of a thinker before she does things. Cody, more impulsive, just living, L-I-V-I-N. I guess that's the best way to describe it. But Carla... A little bit more cautious, she understands and has seen that a beware advantage most likely means that you're going to lose your vote. And at the very least, it means there is going to be some level of inconvenience before you can uh, get that advantage. So we see Carla, she's put it back, she doesn't take the risk, she leaves it. And I'll come back to that, but Carla initially deciding not to take the beware advantage. Now, over on Vessi, uh, Neka tells a story back at camp. She has a Nigerian, or there is a Nigerian mission team, 300 kids in the camp. They're all well looked after. Neka, a really big part of contributing to that, and that essentially is her motivation for wanting to win the money. She wants that million to help support these children who are in need. Two years ago, the whole camp was burned down by insurgents. Very interesting story from Necker, and it was nice to understand her reasoning. And as I said earlier, she seems like the most wholesome, lovely person in the game. She's not saying like, yeah, I'm going to go buy this car, or yeah, even that she's going to put it towards herself. She's going to spend a lot of that money toward the kids in need. Really heartwarming stuff 
and Vessi, as a tribe, they hear Necker pour her heart and soul out to them. And what did they do, go and do? They voted her straight out. Rough. But that's Survivor, isn't it? So Necker, unfortunately, uh, doesn't, won't win the million to give to those children in need. But at least she was able to shine some light on her motivation. And I'm sure the publicity of being on Survivor and things like that definitely position her much better to really be able to pour some extra funds and resources into this camp that means so much to her. Now, going back to the Coco tribe, and Carla comes back to camp after putting the beware advantage uh, away. She didn't take it, not keen to take the risk. And she kind of just talks to James and trying to get the birthday boy's uh, opinion. Like, what would you do? Would you risk it and take the beware advantage, Mr. Birthday Boy James? Or would you leave it? And James, with some birthday knowledge, he just says, you got to take risks in this game. And no truer words have been spoken. Now, it depends what level of risk, because this can blow straight back up in Carla's face. It is a beware advantage. It's not a awesome, fun advantage. Beware, like oh, ominous, ominous phrasing, the beware advantage. But Carla, she takes that advice on board. Quote James, you got to take risks in this game. Carla, she takes it on board. She decides she's going to go back and get the beware advantage. Now, Carla does exactly that. She's got an immunity idol bracelet that she can get uh, become into possession of. But as we know up to this point from the first couple of episodes, in order for this to have power, each player has a bead on their bag. And for Carla, she has to convince every player on her tribe to hand the bead over. She's not allowed to steal the beads. And until she has collected the beads and given power to her immunity idol, Carla has lost her vote. So that is a really tricky spot to be in. But I think if there's any tribe where you can kind of afford to take that risk, it's the Coco tribe. They are yet to go to tribal council. And they look, as a team, like the strongest tribe. So if you back yourself and say, like, I don't think we're going to lose in this next immunity challenge, that buys you a fair bit of time to try and get these beads. We saw Cody get them all literally, you know, just hours before tribal council. So it can be done. And Carla, I think, in a better position than anyone to really be able to make this work. Now, as far as Carla actually getting the beads, she gets James's fairly easily. He doesn't put up a fight. He's basically on her team. Geo, he hands his bead over as well. Now, Carla, she's looking to trade items to try and attain these beads. And she gets one from Geo, but he loved his bead. He, he loved his bead. I, I actually had a good laugh at that. I was like, I, I can relate to that if it was a nice shiny colorful bead i'd be like why do you want it i want it i like it that was kind of where geo was at but carla she goes for a funny play here she gives geo multiple beads just for his one like hey i got all these shiny beads you want to you just want to keep that one when you can have all these shiny beads so look beads now working themselves into currency in survivor carla attaining geos so she's got three beads attained three to go though 
Now she trades Cassidy an earring for the fourth bead. It's much easier than I thought. No one's really challenging Carla on this. Everyone pretty happy to give her the bead. She gets the fifth bead from Lindsay. Now all Carla needed is Ryan's bead to activate her idol. Ryan agrees. As easy as that. Just fucking give us your bead. Cheers, brother. Here's a couple of beads or here's an earring. Things like that. Carla, very game smart. And she comes across as really trustworthy. Like, with someone like Cody, if he's like, hey, can I trade you something for a bead? It's like, oh, what's this guy up to? Something. With Carla, she's a lot more unassuming and you wouldn't, try, uh, you wouldn't think that something is afoot with her. So she's got the beads really easily and Carla now has an active idol as well as getting her vote back for the next tribal council. That is a major game changer, and with Coco yet to even attend a single tribal council, this idol may just come into play later in the game, which makes Carla a huge threat. As I talked about, Erica, the winner of season 41, her tribe were kept strong, didn't have to vote anyone out uh, through the initial stages, and that really went on to see Erica and some members of her tribe like Heather go deep into the game. This could be the same case for Coco. There are definitely parallels in this situation. Carla, as I mentioned as well, she's on the right side of the numbers. She's with the other two girls and James. They are in the majority. So there's every chance Carla's not going to need to use this idol up until a really clutch stage of the game. So this was a huge moment in the episode and Carla now one of the biggest threats in the game to go all the way. Now we get on to day seven and it's time for the immunity and reward challenge. Now as far as the reward, the winner will receive a large fruit basket. My goodness, I'm not even stranded on an island and I could go a large basket of fruit. That would be grouse. Now second place, they get a smaller fruit basket. Pretty much the same. Like it's, I mean, one's larger so it lasts for longer. But two fantastic rewards on offer. And for the losers, zilch. And a date with Jeff at Tribal Council. This challenge, it takes place out on the water. They're going to have to leap off a tall tower into the ocean. And then they are going to have to jump off crates, retrieve a key from under the water. And the final stage is a turtle puzzle. So most of the time, look, the physical aspect does come into play. But almost always, the challenge is won and lost when it comes to the puzzle stage. Now, Coco, they have to get someone to sit out. Geo puts his hands up, or puts his hand. I think he just put one up, uh, rather than the two at the same time. And he's going to sit on the bench. Maybe he's got all his beads in his pocket. Maybe he's just going to sit there, count his beads, and just relax. You know, it's a good day for Geo. He's got a whole bloody pocket full of beads. Now, last two seasons, on the bench when someone sat out for this water challenge, there has been an advantage underneath the bench. So I'm really interested to see whether there is something under the bench on this occasion. Hard to tell though, because now these players have watched the last two seasons and they would know that. So the players would be aware. I'm unsure whether there is an advantage. And look, Geo, to his credit, he ends up checking, but there's nothing there. So he had a look and 
you know, respect him for doing that. That is exactly what he should have been doing. No advantage though, but at least he has plenty of beautiful shiny beads. Now we get to the final stage of the challenge. As I mentioned, this is where it's all won and lost. The puzzle stage. Who comes through clutch? I'm interested to see. And fatigue definitely sets in after the physical portion of the challenge. It was really intense, a lot of swimming, and you had to exert a lot of energy, which means by the time you get to the puzzle stage, brain's a little bit scrambled. Now, Baka, they are the first tribe to finish, and after going to Tribal Council in episode one, they've rebounded really nicely. Baka, they earned themselves a large fruit basket, and now more so than ever, I am very intrigued by the developments around Gabler's idol because they're not going to tribal, and there's clearly starting to be a divide within the tribe, and Gabler's idol is basically shaking this whole tribe up. It's turning things on its head, and with Barker safe here, Gabler, he's not just safe now. If they go to tribal next episode, he's safe as well. So he's bought himself at least two more shots at getting further in the game. Really big for Gabler, and for Baka, they got a nice, big, beautiful basket of fruit. How good. Now, Coco, they finished second, winning immunity. And that sends Vessi back to Tribal Council. Back-to-back -back Tribal Council blows for the Vessi tribe. They literally just lost. They were only just there. And they know how intense the scramble is heading in. And unfortunately for them, they have to go straight back. So Vessi off to tribal, and before Jeff sends the tribes away, there is one order of business for the victorious Barker tribe. They are going to choose one player from Vessi to go on a journey, uh, the very same journey that we've seen over the first couple of episodes. So Barker, they choose Noel, who after Justine being voted out, is clearly on the bottom of the Vessi tribe. So Noel, that's a really big play for her. And Baka, potentially they can sense that she's on the bottom of the tribe. So Noel, she's going to go on the journey. They get to pick one player from Coco as well. And they choose James coming off his birthday. So happy birthday, James. You get to go on an adventure. And Baka also get to choose someone from their own tribe. They choose Owen, the lovable curmudgeon, who, as I mentioned, already may hold the keys as far as power goes at the Barker tribe. Now, with the ability to go on this adventure, he could gain even more power. Now, Noel, James, and Owen, they head off on the boat. What implications is this going to have on the game going forward? Alright, now, before they go on the adventure, we go back to Vessi, who now know that they are going to their second consecutive tribal council, and Neka in that challenge, was once again directly involved in the loss. So that definitely put the spotlight on her. We know that she does go home, but they could have avoided this. Maybe they should have voted her out last time. The social connections overrode the perception of strength and keeping the tribe strong. But on this occasion, my question was, do the boys keep her around, use her as a valuable number 
that they know they can trust? Or do they get rid of them? Her. <laughs> Lol, fuck, sorry. Uh, can the tribe afford to keep Necker around? That was the other question. It's all good having social connections and being like, well, this is a valuable number, but how valuable is it if you're going to tribal council after tribal council? A couple more losses would completely decimate what remains of the Vesey tribe. Do you go for loyalty or do you go for strength of the tribe? That was the big question heading into tribal. And another thing that did turn the tide was that there are now no doubts about Noelle's ability to compete. She has one leg, yes, or her second is prosthetic. And interestingly, I definitely feel in the much earlier iterations of Survivor, she would have been a target, an easy target before this diversity mandate, which has really helped to freshen up the game. It was all too easy. If you were old or there was anything kind of different about you in the older versions of Survivor, it definitely made you a target. But now, the tribe knows, like, Noelle is not a liability. She is just as good, if not better, than everyone else on the tribe. She's held her own in all of the challenges, and I don't know if they even know that she's a Paralympian, so she can go all right in the physical challenges, I think. Now, Noelle, she's held her own, and she's proven to be a really valuable member of the tribe. So, do they keep Neka around again and vote out Noelle? Well, that could literally just send them to a third tribal council in the next episode. So the two options for this tribal, we had Neka and we had Noel heading into tribal. And Jesse, he's conflicted about the vote. He's likening voting, to, uh, voting for Neka to voting his own mother out. So clearly there's also that emotional attachment. As I said, Neka, quite possibly the loveliest member of this entire cast. And to vote her out, you're going to have to lie to her. You're going to have to deceive her and kind of throw her off the scent that people are gunning for her. So it's definitely a tough vote for Jesse. And with that being said, Tribal Council is approaching. Firstly, though, let's get amongst the adventure. Now, we've seen this adventure not just this season, but also over the last couple of seasons. Same deal as the first couple of episodes. We've got James, Noel, and Owen this time around. And they're given the choice. Do you risk your vote or protect your vote? Now, we've seen how this played out in the first couple of episodes. And Owen and James make a really big play here. Neither of them heading to tribal council. And both of them seemingly within their tribes in a good spot. They're definitely in the majority. So both of the guys decide that they are not going to risk their vote. And that allows Noelle to earn an advantage. They basically hand it to her on a platter. They say, we're not going to go for it. You're heading to tribal council. You are not in the majority of your tribe. If anyone needs this, it's Noelle. So that is a really big play. And if Noelle does stick around for the long haul, that play, it really could come back to help James or and or Owen later in the game. Because this is something that Noelle will not forget. That now shows her that she can trust these guys. Neither of them trying to play any games or risk their vote, protect their vote. They have just straight up given her an advantage when they get nothing out of it. They're not on the same tribe. There is not a huge chance that they'll link up later in the game. 
But if they do, Noel is going to remember this. So good play from Owen and also from James. And now Noel is in possession of an advantage. Now post-adventure, Noel comes back to camp and she reveals to Dwight that she has a steal a vote advantage. So she doesn't have an idol. I think this seems to be what's going down here now. Instead of an idol, which we know that Cody has, uh, the second person must earn uh, a uh, steal a vote. So now that that's going to shake it up as well because she is in the minority. She's decided to share this information with Dwight. So that could definitely work in her favor. I think Vessi, out of all the tribes, are the one where there's no clear battle lines drawn. We don't really know who's in the majority. We can only really say that Noelle, at this point, is in the minority. Now, she's also got a bit of an advantage of her own, given that nobody else can hide an advantage in their foot. But Noelle can. She had it hidden inside her foot shell. Nobody... I mean, what are you going to do? Like, hey, let me search your foot. You can go through people's bags a lot harder to go through someone's foot. And even if she left her leg back at camp, like, I don't know. You're not really going to be like, let's search the foot, right? So Noelle, she does have a very handy uh, kind of hiding spot for any future idols, advantages, and things like that. And she now has a stealer vote that could totally change the dynamic at Vessi. Heading into Tribal, will Noelle use the Stealer vote, or is she going to hold on to it? Tribal Council up next? Let's find out, shall we? Alright, so we get into Tribal Council, and the first point of conversation was going back to the challenge and basically dissecting what I was just speaking about, about the importance of the physical aspect of how people go in the challenges, comparatively with the social elements, the strategic elements, and everything like that. But definitely challenges in the spotlight, and they have to be. It's the second consecutive challenge where Vessi have failed big time, and they now find themselves in the unenviable position of being right back where they only just were, sitting at tribal council. Now, the rest of the tribe outside of Dwight have no idea about Noelle's steal a vote advantage, so they are oblivious. If she planned on playing it here, then they would have no idea. So for Noelle, she's got a really useful trick, I would say up her sleeve, but it's quite literally a trick in her foot. And going into this tribal, I think their minds had been made up that Neka had to go. Back-to-back failures to perform in a challenge. You just can't accommodate for that, unfortunately, no matter how great of a person someone is or how much of a valuable number they could be. Two pretty poor performances have led them here. And look, going into the vote, It was quite interesting. Jeff asked everyone, he was quizzing the tribe on their confidence levels, and everybody except Noelle was extremely confident, Necker included, but everyone was up like a 9 or 10 in terms of their confidence that the vote was going to go their way. Noelle, the only one of them who 
wasn't comfortable. And rightly so, like we already know that she's on the bottom of the tribe. But you should never, never, ever be fucking confident. Come on. 43 seasons of Survivor. You would think people would know by now. But that shows the trust that they have in each other. Somebody, and we know in hindsight that somebody was Necker. Somebody's been lied to and filled with a false confidence. Now, it is time to vote. Probes asks if anyone has an idol or an advantage. Now is the time to use it. Nothing, so nobody is safe from this vote. First vote, Noel. Second vote is for Necker. Third vote, Necker. And that stood the votes at two votes Necker, one vote Noel which you would have to assume that one vote for Noel is from Necker, and it seems like everybody else on the tribe, a united front working together. Now, the third person voted out of Survivor 43, Necker. Unfortunate. She seems so lovely, but her time has come. Her cards were marked. It's outwit, outplay, outlast. And look, she wasn't playing super strong strategically. The outwit factor wasn't huge, albeit early in the game. And the outplay, the physical aspect, did really let her down. And Vessi, look, they had to cut ties unless they wanted to just continuously end up back at Tribal Council, which is good for nobody's game. And whilst it must have been an incredibly hard vote to have to write down, Nessie, Nessie, whoops-a-daisy, Vessi, they've come as a united front. They've all been on the same page, which works well for them going forward, and they've decided that Necker has to go. Now, let that be a lesson. You should never, never feel confident that the vote is going to go the way that you think it is. And Necker is now the third person voted out of Survivor 43. And with that being said, four members on the tribe left. Noel now has a stealer vote in her possession, which is sure to shake the game up. Vessi, four members left. Noelle with a stealer vote that totally shifts the power in her favor. And look, we saw her tell Dwight about the advantage. And if Noelle manages to convince Dwight to side with her, well, then the power is totally in her hands. So within the space of one episode, she's gone from the bottom Potentially to the the top, the top of a very, very small tribe. A lot of word mix-ups today. Blimey, Uh, what do I blame it on today? What's my excuse? Uh, It's a beautiful sunny day. I'm just a bit, a little bit hot today. But now, four members left. Cody has an immunity idol as well. So look, if Dwight, Dwight goes with Noel, Cody has an advantage or an idol rather. That seems to spell that Jesse is in the most trouble. So, look, it's not always clear-cut in Survivor. We know that much. But I think if anyone is to be voted out, should Vessi go to the next Tribal Council, Jesse seems to be kind of in that tricky position. So now with Cody's idol and Noelle's advantage, plus Dwight and Jesse's island marriage seemingly on the rocks, Seems like there's quite a bit that is left to play out in the Vessi tribe. Now going into the next episode, episode 4, I'm really keen to see the fallout surrounding Gabler's idol over at Bucker. And 
look, he knows now that Ellie is trying to swindle him. So really keen to see the developments over at Bucker. We've of course got Coco, who are still a strong six. Can they keep it that way? And for Vessi, going into the fourth episode, they cannot afford to attend another tribal council. What's going to go down in episode four? Well, I'm about to sit down and watch it. The episode is already out. And then I'm going to jump straight in to recording the episode four podcast. So look, you probably already know the result. You won't have to wait too much longer for the podcast. It is, by the time you hear this, already in production. So that is going to be coming out right quick. And the best way to know once the episode four podcast is out is to follow us on Instagram at not just a sports report or to follow us on whatever your preferred platform is to listen to your podcasts. And you'll be able to see as soon as the weekly wrap for episode four is out. With that being said, that is all for today. We've got through episode three and Neka joins Justine and Mariah as vote outs early on in the season. Interestingly as well, three ladies. So none of the guys yet to be voted out. I'm not sure whether we read into that too much, uh, but Justine and now Neka back to back out of the Vessi tribe. And look, a lot of questions going into the next episode. I'm going to sit down and watch it now. Let's get some answers and you'll hear from me in a very short moment. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for listening and have an absolute belter of a week.